Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Before I get into today's program, I want to compliment every one of you listening, and especially every one of you that just sent a gift in for the pygmies. Giving is one of the things that we all have to learn, and I say learn, at least in my case, I had to learn it. Let me briefly <laughs> see. I wasn't always, I wasn't always in the ministry, and I wasn't always walking with the Lord like I do today. I used to be out there in the world. I used to not know the Lord. I used to not know His ways. So, if you feel like that, I understand. <laughs> I used to be there too. I used to think that's crazy. <laughs> Why do you give? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm trying to get ahead in life. I'm not trying to <laughs> give it all away. It's hard to earn it. Uh, so I understand. But I want to give a very big compliment, and I want to pray for those people that gave to those pygmies. I am so blessed to be able to send her off that 20000 some odd, what is it, $20,213. And it came from you, brothers and sisters. You gave that. You gave that to little people that can't even speak English. They're probably not your color, and they sure can't speak your language, and they're being eaten. People are killing them with AK-47s, and you gave so that they can live. Oh, wow. In the kingdom of heaven, that is really a big thing. What you did was put innocent without understanding people in another language, another nation, another continent, you put them ahead of yourself. Wow. I'm telling you that the Bible says that when we don't take care of the fatherless, the homeless, the orphans, when we don't take care of those, then God is going to hold us accountable. Oh, Oh, but let me tell you, it's been my experience. When you give to someone that cannot, they do not have the ability, they don't have the wherewithal to repay you. When you give to those people, hoping for nothing in return, that's what you did. You gave to a group of pygmies in another continent. You've never seen them. You just believe the Spirit of God that spoke to your heart. So I'm going to pray a blessing for you, but I want to first, I want to say you did the right thing. Wow, you did the right thing. See, I, that's what I had to learn. I had to learn that giving is a large part of the kingdom of God. And one of the things we have to learn is that we have to put others first, that we put other people and their needs and their hurts and their things that are falling apart in their life before ours. I, I know, I know, you know, the, the, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you gotta almost break your arm to, at least I had, in, in the days when I was first starting, I have to break my arm to make, my, make myself give that check. It's like, are you crazy? What are you doing? But you did, brothers and sisters. You gave. You gave, and wow, God is going to bless you so much. You put others ahead of yourself. Others, their hurts, their needs. You, These people are dying you you save some lives, you save some souls, and I want to say thank you. That just see that shows you what kind of people you are that are listening to the prophecy club. You believe what we tell you, you believe the spirit of God, you believe the word of God when it commands you to give, and I'm I'm thrilled. I'm to, and I, I didn't want to say that in front of Bree when I had her on the radio the other day, but I want to say it to you now. 
I wish that I was in front of you. I wouldn't just shake your hand. I would hug your neck. I would say, you did good, brothers and sisters. You did it. You did good. You did the right thing. Now, I want to pray a blessing. Lord, you said that if we will give to you, that you would return it, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That means that you aren't going to just return what we gave. That means you're going to return it many times over. Deuteronomy 1.11 says that we can get a 1,000-fold blessing. Lord, our people didn't give because they want you to give to them. Therefore, I ask you to give to them. Kind of like Solomon. He didn't ask for the life of his uh, enemies. Instead, he asked for wisdom to be able to do the right thing, to judge his people properly. These people gave, Lord. They gave not asking for anything in return. They gave because they just wanted to help some hurting people they've never even met. Lord, I ask you to hear their prayers. When they pray, your ears be open to their prayers, prayers of their family, prayers of their business, prayers of their, whatever they're asking, that your ears be open to their prayers. And I know that you will. Lord, I ask you to also be that voice behind them. As this trouble hits, you be that voice and speak, this is the way, walk ye in it. Turn not to the right, turn not to the left, just like Dimitri when he was coming up to the checkpoint. Many times you would speak to him and say, stop here, turn here, don't go there, go see this person. You guided him, and Lord, you also said that one day you were going to be speaking to all of your people like you did Dimitri. Lord, I ask you to put this group at the head of the class at the head of your list, that you will begin to speak to them. I ask that you send them angel visits. Give them dreams and visions and warning and guidance and direction. And Lord, I ask that you would elevate whatever position they were going to receive in eternity. I ask you to elevate. I ask you to promote. I ask you to give them a raise, a promotion in eternity for what they've done in this temporal life. I ask you to observe their heart and to see that they gave, not expecting anything return. They gave because they felt the hurt of those pygmies, and they wanted to help you. Lord, they didn't just give to the pygmies, and they didn't just give to fix. They gave to you, Lord, and they gave to you because you love them, and they love you. And Lord, I ask you to hear their prayers that you would begin to speak to them in a greater and a more clear and a direct way, not just in times of trouble, but in times of trouble, but also in the difficult times that they're having every day, Lord. Guide them and direct them. Tell them no when that's not the way to go. Tell them yes when that's the way to go. Close the wrong doors. Open the right doors. Let them hear your voice. Let them see dreams and visions. Lord, give them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, like you did Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Let them show them hard sentences and understanding and dissolving of doubts. Give them an excellent spirit and help them to conduct themselves wisely. Give them witty inventions. Make them the head and not the tail, the lender and not the borrower. And let them be a part of your Proverbs 13.22. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Bless them in the morning and bless them in the evening. Bless them when they come in and bless them when they go out. And Lord, hear their prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now, let's uh, let's get on over to what we're going to do today. 
So not this past Sunday, but last Sunday, I spoke on what might bring the sevenfold miracles to America and to the whole world. What what are the events that might be bringing them to pass? You remember that June the 8th, excuse me, what am I talking about? Uh, August the 8th of 2015, I heard the audible voice say, this is the time of miracles. Then he spoke to my heart and said that as the judgment hits, so will the miracles. In other words, God is not going to leave us nor forsake us in the trouble ahead. He is going to be there step by step, inch by inch, pound for pound. He is going to meet the devil. Every time he takes a step, God is going to be there. So let's go on over. And now this is me bringing a message Sunday morning at a Spirit of Prophecy Church on the corner of Park and K, 2540 K Avenue in Plano, Texas. If you're ever in the area, we'd love to have you come by and visit. And if you live in the area, we'd love to have you consider to be a part of our Spirit of Prophecy Church. While it is a typical New Testament church, we're King James and only, King James only, but it is still a church. Yes, uh, most of the people there are prophecy students, kind of like yourself. So if you love the Prophecy Club, that might be just your church. Okay, so let's go on over to the sermon. So how many of you want to see sevenfold miracles? How many of you think that they're going to arrive in this climate, in this attitude, in the world it is today and in the America as it is today? Or do you believe something has got to happen to get the attention of the people, to change their hearts so that the sevenfold miracles will arrive? Do you think that there's about to be a a change in the spirit? Do you think it has to be a change in the spirit for those kind of sevenfold miracles to arrive? Is it an X on the calendar or... Is it a line in the spirit that we step over? I believe that sevenfold miracles are next on the horizon, possibly within the next 90 days. And I'm not trying to set a date. I believe that they are close. I also believe that the attitude in America has to change. It has to change. Right now, people don't think they need God. They don't think they need Jesus. Look at the numbers. Look at the empty chairs in our church. Where are they? Why, they're having a good time. They're doing what they want to do. Come on. You heard it. You heard it in the spirit, brother. They're doing what they want to do, not what... Come on. Right? They're living their life the way they want to. Jeremiah 16, 19 through 21 says, Surely our fathers have inherited lies and vanity and things wherein there is no profit. And they have made unto themselves gods that are not gods. Therefore, this once, this once, I will cause them to know. I will cause them to know. And they shall know that my name is Jehovah. Meaning, there is a worldwide revival, not a One man revival. No more one man revivals. There is a God revival coming. Now, I don't know when, but I do know this. I heard, I promise, I'm not lying. I heard the audible voice of God August the 8th of 2015. 
And it said this. I looked it up. I looked back to make certain I'm quoting myself. right. What I heard was this is the time of miracles. Meaning the way it works in the spirit for these kind of things is there's a line we're going to step over. I don't think it's a hard line. I don't think it's a line as far as one day. I don't think it's an X on the calendar. I think that in the spirit, as the attitude of the world changes, as it changes to the certain point, we will move into the new age. Now, the four angels that spoke to Sundar Salvaraj, the Indian prophet, July the 6th, the four angels that spoke to him, I believe it was four angels that spoke to him, said it's a new age, that what they said is the age to come. Now, they didn't say new. They have the word new in there. Because to us today, the connotation new age, some kind of garbage, okay, some kind of foolish, some kind of rubbish. But it's new for us because we're moving from the old order to the new order. Now, I'm not talking about the old order as in the world based upon the Bible to the new order based upon a godless. That's not what I'm talking about. Well, I'm talking about surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there's no profit, and they met into themselves gods that are not gods. I'm talking about we're soon to move, I hope you're hearing in the Spirit, from the old order to a new order. And that new order is the end time soul-winning gospel. What he spoke to my heart is this is the time of miracles. What he downloaded in my heart was... As the judgment hits, so will my miracles. I'm saying I'm bringing you a positive message this morning. I'm saying that, yes, trouble is coming. But I want you to know that greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world. God is going to show up. I just got the anointing on that. God is going to show up in ways our generation in the way the last 2,000 years, in the way all the way back to Adam has never seen. I talked to Pastor Massey and he said, the Lord told me it's not going to be double portion miracles. Don't think double portion miracles. See, we, here's where we got double portion miracles. We got it from Joel too. The latter, the former rain is one and the latter rain together in the first month. One, two. So we thought double portion miracles. He says, no, it's not going to be double portion miracles. It'd be seven times, seven fold miracles. What Sundar Salvarage was shown is that, skipping all the details, he said, I didn't even pray for the guy. I just looked at him. And his crumpled hand, are you listening, Justin? His crumpled hand, are you listening, Vincent? His crumpled hand. I've been praying, God, give me a way. Give me a way to convince the unbelievers that you're real. Give me a way. I'm tired of them saying, I don't know. You don't have any proof that God exists. Okay. That's how you know. Did you see that? See Justin running around the room. See me having to get rid of that. Giving that old wheelchair away. That's our God, brothers and sisters. That's our God. Now, something happened this morning to Sunni. That was your best talk, Sunni. That was your most anointed talk. You went to a new level this morning. I just, with this whole book thing, I thought, all right, fine. 
I've written the book. I don't know how to get it out. I don't know the publisher. I don't know what to do. But during your talk this morning, he began to speak to my heart. See, because as I'm sitting there listening to you and I'm nodding and everything, at the same time he's speaking to my heart because I'm getting like a double portion. Two things coming at me at once. Here's what he began to show me. He's beginning to show me that soon the world is about to step over a line. Now, when we think a line, again, we think of, you know, one day this, the next day that. No, it's, it's, a, it's a broad line, maybe to say it that way. We're, we're moving through a season. We're changing seasons from the old season of unbelief, of the old season of no miracles, the old season of, so I ask, Pastor Massey just got back from Pakistan 10,000 people at his meeting. 10,000 people. Well, shucks, we'd be happy to have 1,000 people. We'd be happy to have 100 people at a meeting in America. 10,000 people? Miracles. Every place. He said, miracles. Commonplace. I said, Pastor Massey, why don't we see that in America? And I talked to Leslie about it. She says, I agree. She says, because we have our miracles. We have miracle medicine here. Fantastic pharmacies, fantastic doctors, technology. But how many of you know it's still coming to us in a sevenfold portion? I'm telling you, we're about to step over the line. I don't know if it's 90 days. I don't know if it's before the election, after the election, latter part of this year, first part of next year. But how many know how many months there are left in this year? How many months are next year? Three and 12 is... And then comes what? The year 2000. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, maybe... See, I'm just checking to see if you're paying attention. (laughs) Maybe nothing. But I want you to remember that the year 2000 is 400 years since November the 11th of 1620 when our forefathers, before they even got off the Mayflower boat, signed the Mayflower Compact. And they made a compact with God. In my opinion, it's more important than the Constitution. Constitution was a contract men between men. Mayfire Compact was a contract between men and God. 400 years. 2020 is going to be 400 years since that Mayfire Compact was signed. And that compact said we're starting a new nation for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. I'm in competition with some music over here. Also, 2020 is 40 years since God spoke judgment on America. How long did it rain? 40 days and 40 nights. What was the message Jonah was given to speak to Nineveh? 40 days and Nineveh is going to be destroyed. Nineveh repented. So it wasn't destroyed in 40 days. It was destroyed in... Are you seeing it? In other words... November 11th, 1620, add 400 years, it comes to 2020. Then judgment was spoken to Dimitri in, in 1980, add 40 years, and it comes up to 2020. Now, I believe that what it says is God is going to take his hand of protection off of America. Now, that's not saying he's going to take his hand away from America. He's, going to, he's not going to take his hand away from the whole world. What it's saying is God about to show up with sevenfold miracles. That's what it's saying. What I'm trying to say is we don't have long. 
15 months and we're in 2020, brothers and sisters. 15 months. Hello? Hello. Now let me point out some things. November the 19th of, of 2017. How many months ago was that? There was a fellow by the name of Huber that another fellow by the name of Sessions appointed. Sessions, the Department of Justice, the new head, the Attorney General, appointed a fellow, Huber, out of Arizona, secretly. 470 dogged investigators were assigned to him. Now, normally in America, there's anywhere from 100 to as many as 350 sealed indictments. Now, what is a sealed indictment? A sealed indictment is somebody did something wrong and they went down and they stood before the judge and they said, we want an arrest warrant. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be convicted, but it does say that there is a warrant for their arrest, that they are going to have to stand before that judge. Normally, there's 100 to 350 sealed indictments. Why are they sealed? Because the investigation is ongoing. They don't want the dastardly person to know that their name is on a list to be arrested and rounded up. Today, at last count, there's now not 350, not 1,000, not 10,000. As of last report, there's 51,705 sealed indictments. 51,000. You want to tell me what they're doing with 470 dogged investigators and 51,000 sealed indictments? What was Trump sent to Washington to do? Called drain the swamp. Why is it that this Huber has 760, I believe it is, dogged investigators? This guy's out of Utah. He's not out of Washington, D.C. Why is it that they have upgraded Gitmo and the Atoll Islands, a prison island, and Diego Garcia, prison islands? Why is it that in 2010, when the angel Gabriel went to Terry Bennett, he said that there's going to, he said you'd call it a coup. He said, but it's not going to be a coup. It's actually going to be to help our nation because the military is going to have to step in and take over the federal government. And the federal government, the running of the nation is going to have to come down to the state level. Why? Because the head of the snake got cut off. Could it be that probably not? I don't see it happening before the election, but then Trump does a lot of things different. He's a disruptor. That's what he is. It may be that these 51,000 people are rounded up. Inside sources tell me 20,000 of the lower level have already been rounded up. Who? People like international bankers. A lot of international bankers have been doing some bad, corrupt things. Government and people like HRC. Who's HRC? Could it be that these indictments, it's going to be a good thing. Could it be that these people start getting rounded up and that's what causes the judgment that is the judgment? And could we all of a sudden start seeing sevenfold miracles break out? Is this a good thing? Could this be a good thing? Could this begin to change the attitude in America so all of a sudden sevenfold miracles start showing up and people start returning to church? 
and all of a sudden they start deciding that they do need this guy named Jesus? Could this be in God's plan to fill his kingdom instead of just bench warmers in the churches? Sundar Salvarage was told by the four angels that God has given America a respite. You remember back in 2015, there was all of these people, not just one, many people, many people were getting from the Lord that soon and very soon there's going to be martial law. You better store up. You better buy food and water filters and guns and groceries. And Right? Remember? One lady even said, before summer of 2015, there's going to be martial law. And then all of a sudden... I think the respite, the word respite, I never even heard it before. Matter of fact, I, st- I pronounced it wrong on the radio. Somebody emailed me and said, by the way, you don't pronounce it respite. It's pronounced respite. So I had to look it up. <laughs> respite is a brief pause from something uncomfortable. Have you ever heard of respite before? Yes. Well, I'd never heard of it. <laughs> but I think America needed a respite? Because in 2015, what the angel told Sundar Salvarage is that there was a plan. There was a plan that if Hillary had won, that America would have fallen. There was a plan in place for America to fall. But God, but God said, I'm, and by the way, what, what, the, what the Sundar said, what he said it's not the angel. What Sundar said is it wasn't the Russians that gave Trump the victory. It was the finger of God. Gave us a respite. Now, does that mean the judgments were removed? No. I think it's delayed. Well, hallelujah. Why? Because you've been getting prepared. Come on. You Look, you've been getting prepared. For the day when your friends and your neighbors and your relatives, they won't listen to you talk about Jesus. They don't want to hear nothing about Jesus. They don't believe none of this Bible stuff. But there's going to come a time when their pocket's hurting, when everything's more expensive. I don't know what it is. And please, I'm not trying to say bad things. What I'm trying to say is the hand of God. I'm trying to say good times are coming. Finally, the kingdom of God is going to be built instead of just the kingdom of America. God is not interested in building the kingdom of America. Because it should not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these other kingdoms. Then shall the, the clay, the iron, the brass, the silver, and the gold be broken to pieces together and became as the chaff of the summer threshing floor, and it was found no place for them. But God will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed. That's what he's looking to do. He wants to see not just us, but our brothers and our sisters, our neighbors, our co-workers that won't hear Jesus, he's got to get their attention. He's about to get their attention. So I'm sitting at the uh, stoplight, I don't know, three or four weeks ago, and a lady run in the back of me. So my car has been down at the shop, and they had to order parts, and then they took it apart, and then they found out they need more parts, and they're now saying it's still going to be a couple more weeks for getting my car back, so I've had been driving this hunk of junk. No, thank you very much. It's, it's a nice car. It's a Mercedes-Benz. And, but compared to what I've been driving, it's my, you know, it's a hunk of junk. I, I don't care for it. But, 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 thank you very much, Lord. You bless me. But, 
I've, I've, I, I can't listen to my Bible. So I had to be listening to the radio. And so finally I found a Christian radio station that I could stand to listen to because I can't listen to none of that, that worldly kind of music that I used to listen to. I can't listen to that anymore. So I found a radio station. I've been driving around, I've been listening to this, and, 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 I, and, and it helped. Because I've been having to listen to these other preachers and their Sunday morning sermons. And, I've, and they're all positive and encouraging. And I thought, Stan, something wrong with you. Something wrong with you, because you ain't that. You ain't positive and encouraging. Something wrong with you. And I thought, see that prayer where it says pastor right there? Uh, there's not a lot of that in me right there. Mm-mm. A lot of apostle, pretty good dose of prophet, but most of the time I operate in this one right here. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. Over 150 conferences and 50 debates defending the King James Version gives Adam Johnson the right to tell us what is the best Bible version in his new triple DVD set called King James or 400 Counterfeits, available at prophecyclub.com, gift of $45, prophecyclub.com.